DNVR Bets Daily, and it is a feel-good Friday. Dre, you want to know why it's a feel-good Friday? I'm uh, waiting, <laughs> waiting patiently. Oh, boy. It's a feel-good Friday because everyone faded me like I told them to and went 3-1. and 3-1, and one, baby. So easy. Like, you know, this show uh, is supposed to be about making people money. Yeah, so whether true. I'm right or wrong right. doesn't matter when I tell you not to follow me. You know, look, if I would have gone three and one today, I would have felt bad because I told everyone to go against me mm-hmm. and, pe- you know, I would have had right. my, right. Um, what do you call the people that like follow you that uh, like You're my, my apostles? Sure, sure. Yes. <laughs> you know, I would have felt bad because they listened to me and then I took their money. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone faded me. That's right. Into oblivion. Yep. And it worked. And y'all went three and one. So congratulations. I hope that you get some enjoyment out of my deep seated pain. Yeah, whatever. Um, whatever strategies we're giving out, it doesn't really matter as long as they're winning strategies. And this clearly was with those three and one matchups what's the one that didn't win uh, i mean that you won and we didn't win <laughs> uh that would be jordan speed beat kevin kisner um uh, he beat yeah. him by one stroke <laughs> of course of i course couldn't even get like a comfortable win that's mm. the world i'm in right now i mean hell i had ricky over rory yeah and it didn't have a chance from like the second hole ricky's just bad at golf all of a sudden well, he was four under yesterday. I mean, he shot 67 and then just absolutely falls apart today. I don't understand. I, I honestly, okay, time for a, a rant. What yeah, the see. hell is golf doing? Not allowing you to watch this until 1 p.m. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, to Michael uh, from Broncos Europe, Andre did not have that. I kind of had it i had it earlier in the week then i talked myself out of it yesterday and took man U. Uh, i kind of had it in the sense that i said i want tottenham draw no bet because i was worried about the draw and there you go you get the draw there you go chris oh, hill see chris go. hill you know like you said it's all about finding trends and exploiting yeah. them the trend yeah. right now fade me that's the yeah. trend um so maybe i shouldn't even speak uh, when we talk about the headliner of this show and the headliner of this weekend's UFC event, I'm not even going to say his name. I'm going to let you talk about him. I'm not going to put my magic, my dark magic on top of him. Even you couldn't screw up this weekend for our guy, Curtis Razor Blades. Uh, main event uh, this Saturday, we'll be watching at the DNVR bar. And really, I've been thinking about it since that first pay per view. Minus maybe Amanda Nunez. I'm not sure we've seen a bigger, a more talented prime contender than Blades uh, in all these fights leading up. I mean, he's really that caliber. I know know he's our guy, so we almost take it for granted. But I'm just so excited to watch him um, against Alexander Volkov. Yeah, and we'll get to that real quickly. Just uh, an update. On where we are. So first of all, I got to finish my rant. The yep. whole world is waiting for live sports right now. Like they're like, give us live sports. I mean, mm-hmm. the people who hate on on golf constantly mm-hmm. are down to watch some of this and bet on it, especially. Right. Yeah. 
And it's not as if one o'clock is like, you know, halfway through. Right. We're like three quarters of the way done by the time we get any coverage of this. How the hell is that happening, Andre? And and yeah. you know what? I'll just incriminate myself right mm-hmm. here. I even tried to find an illegal stream. There's no illegal streams to be found, which I can't even comprehend that. So uh, I'm just I'm scratching my head on how a professional sports league can have so little of the actual action televised. Yeah, I I don't even know how I have the golf channel. I'm paying some extra money to even have that. And that won't even give me this. Golf channel does not have featured groups starting at 9 a.m. Because I had the golf channel on starting at like 8.30 today. There was nothing. They were showing some like... um, they were showing some like U uh, U.S. Open mm. tribute show yeah, until right. 11 a.m. and 11 a.m. They brought in you know coverage, which was just essentially you know them talking about what they think is going to happen. Then once in a while they show a shot from the course, but uh, this is just unacceptable, completely unacceptable. We need like this is here here. This is this this is a, a, an atrocity. Also, yes. they gotta get with the betting. People don't care about the the end of the day. I realize that tomorrow and Sunday, you know, all the action is going to be at the end of the day. But sure. people are betting on these matchups yeah. that are going off at five a.m. They want right. to see what's going on. Yeah, I don't under incomprehensible with the the state of the sports world right now that they wouldn't they would deprive us of early morning golf. And they want when, you to pay ten ninety nine or some garbage. It's like get out of here. Maybe four ninety nine. Maybe not even. Yeah, get out of here. Or or do a la carte. You know, make me pay five bucks to watch the the first two days or whatever. I'll do that. Uh, anyways, I, I've I've gone off the rails. Okay, quick good, update good. on the guys who you might have rode with me before we knew we were fading me. So Tony Finau, we've got him in the top 30, on, uh, and he's playing some good golf. He's on yeah. 18 green right now, has a chance to putt to get to nine under, which would be huge Let's go. if he can make that putt. But uh, they're obviously suspended right now, so um, we don't know. It'll be a while before we know if he makes that. Uh, who else did we have? Gary Woodland. We have him to finish in the top 30. A nice little charge today, a little 68 out there. He's in 41st okay. place. Uh, okay. So he'll have a chance. He'll have a it's chance right to get us in there. Two good, two good rounds, and we're in. Uh, Justin Thomas, we have yeah. him top twenty. Now he's going to have to really put it together. But encouraging signs today, as he Come shot sixty six, five under sixty six, to get himself uh, inside the cut line, which back to back weeks of the cut line being well under par. Um, yeah. And so he'll uh, he'll have a chance to play his way into it in the weekend. He'll have to really put together some good golf. And unfortunately, uh, Harold Varner, your boy, you talked me into it, honestly. I'm blaming you for this one. Um, it was we easy money. To, we had him to finish <laughs> top 40. And uh, he fires, you know, he's one under par. He's playing good golf by anyone else's standards. Doesn't even come close to making the cut. Uh, and then the oh, last one here. He's got two holes left to make the cut. Come on. He's one off the cut line. It's Xander Shoffley. Oh. But uh, even if he makes the cut, we've got to get him all the way up there into the top 20. So 
It looks like a best case scenario right now is going to be a three for five. Okay. Um, but two for five is more likely. Um, and, and the only person who's inside where we need him to be right now is Tony Fina. Good old Tony, your guy. What he really is Spieth? my guy. Where is he? Spieth is sitting oh, there at dropped. T29. Um, he didn't do anything today. Just nothing exciting. Yeah, just a minus one. Bro, you didn't have Kepka in any of this? No, I got off Kepka because he let me down last week after I said that he was going to treat it like a major, and he didn't. Yeah, um, so, I don't know. I, I mean, I've sprinkled some free – I keep getting free bets. Like, literally – the DraftKings is just firing free bets at me out of a yeah. cannon. You're um, their favorite customer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm giving them free money every day. Um, exactly. But I just, and they keep throwing free bets at me and I keep sprinkling it on people to win the tournament. So, mm. well, you know, <laughs> nice. maybe we'll get a miracle. If Tony wins, I'm back in, I'm back in, in the green. Um, who Beautiful. else do I, who else did I sprinkle here? Uh, I think I might have a little bit on Gary Woodland. Uh, some, oh, I have some Dustin Johnson action. A little Dustin Johnson dust. <laughs> yeah, <Good>. Dustin Johnson. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. So, you know, cross your fingers, pray for me. But I, I we don't, because of the suspended round, we don't have matchups yet for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll try to get those in tonight. Uh, and then I'll let you guys know where and how to fade me. Um, and hopefully you like Chris Hill can make some more money off my misery. Yep. Okay. It is blades week. We've been waiting for this since we started on our, at least I have since we started on our UFC kick. I've just kept saying, when's blades going to, when's blades going to fight? When's blades going to fight? Uh, and he's fighting. He is a heavy, heavy favorite in this uh yeah. no pun intended on the weight class that he participates in um and that makes it interesting in terms of how to bet on him and have it still be fun again i am not i'm not saying anything about my picks um but maybe i'll give you guys some interesting things that you could consider that i go. won't be giving out so Excellent. let's go through the whole card where we'll, we'll work our way towards blades okay Perfect. Um, I, I'll last couple of weeks. I've been giving kind of my prelim upset of the of the weekend, and this week I I love a local kid, Austin Hubbard, who trains with uh, with Blades. Uh, he's going to be in his third UFC fight. Uh, he's tough as hell, really good uh, fighting on his feet, and can really hold his own on the ground. He's going against uh, UFC debutant Max uh, Roxpoff who um, for someone debuting in the UFC is kind of a big favorite at minus 186. Roxpoff has won so far. Uh, his five professional fights are all round one submissions. Wow. Uh, so he really gets his Roxpoff quick. That's <laughs> beautiful. Well played. <laughs> um, and I, I just think Hubbard's really getting underestimated. This is a guy who, you know, just like Roxpoff, two, two champions in other um fighting divisions or or what have you other leagues um and the fact that hubbard's been training at elevation 
and, uh, you know, has this experience in the UFC. You know, his last fight, he lost in a decision to a silver medalist, a uh, Danish wrestler um, in the Olympics. So, you know, he's he's been tested at a higher level. I think everyone's expecting Roxpoff to just go off and continue this streak, and he's a hot name. I like Hubbard here at plus 150. And if you want to hedge that a little, you could take uh, Max to win in round one um, at plus 300 because he feels like the kind of guy who if you get out of round one, then Hubbard's really going to have a huge advantage. Um, and that might be something I consider in the live bet if we get out round one as well. So there's my early prelim upset and a few other caveats to throw in there. All right. Well, we love Colorado fighters. That has been That's a right. great trend for us. Austin Hubbard, great name for a guy who trains out of Colorado. Just, you know, sounds like the guy you might run into at like Lake Street Tavern or maybe the DNVR bar, you know, just a, it's yeah. a very Denver name, I think. Right. Just met Austin Hubbard. Yep. At the DNVR bar. You yeah. know, he's fighting this weekend. Crazy. huh? Yep, exactly. Um, fighting rocks puff yeah it all just flows so well um and then into the the main card um but we have a couple interesting just uh stylistic matchups and the first one is this liam good against uh Bilal muhammad and muhammad is the favorite at minus 130 good just slight underdog at plus 105 good is kind of the flashier quicker mover defensive guy uh these guys are both just rocked up um and but muhammad he's gonna be he's that bulldog what class is this i gotta double check they're in the 155s or maybe even 170s yeah i have it on the other browser unless it's no didn't mean to derail you there you're fine you're fine they're fighting at 170 so yeah these are welterweights so it's going to be exciting just uh, just to see that. I, I don't know what Drew's referring to with the NUM bill of the day. <laughs> oh, um, oh, okay. Oh, right. I forgot all about that. Um, wow. How could you? Yeah, it's true. I, I got into the, the UFC. I've magic. done on this show all week. <laughs> it's true. Um, well, no, you're you're winning some people money now, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put yourself down. Now, remember, this is in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex smaller cage. Muhammad's going to be the better grappler. He's the tone setter. He's the guy who's going to kind of come at it. Um, so I do like him just slightly, though. I see this as a pretty even matchup. The line I really like for this is for it to not go the distance, which is plus 120. These guys could, in a normal setting, I could easily see either go to a decision and kind of play this out in three rounds. The way these two guys match up stylistically, I just think it's going to be too hard for this to not come to, you know, some get a finish one way or another. And I like Mohammed just slightly as the tone setter here. Um, and yeah, I like that plus 120 to not go the distance. I'm um, scared to be in public while watching UFC because I like, I just really get really into these fights. Like, you know, yeah. I'm like squirming on the couch, like trying, I feel like I, sometimes I think I'm in the fight. I'm like out there trying to dodge and whatnot. So I can already picture that if this is a, this is a fight where these guys are going to be going after each other. I'm going to be like, Oh, 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 Oh. So uh, I'll take that over what I do when I have KO bets, which is just, shout finish them at the tv <laughs> on repeat which uh, is a very sane behavior for a, a grown adult to do with a child at home <laughs> you're like 
hearkening your uh, inner Mortal Kombat. That's right. There was a lot of that going on with that Walt Harris before he blew it all. Like, <gasps> finish him, finish him. It, it really is like it, it's an when you when you it's cheer so on great. these guys, it's a very aggressive. I mean, it's an aggressive sport, so it fits. But you're just like, right. come on, finish it, <laughs> right for sure, a hundred percent. Really gets so, the yeah. adrenaline going. God, I love. Oh, this it does. It's great. Um, another opening card matchup, maybe the least exciting here is Roosevelt Roberts, one of the few guys we've already seen. Roberts, you know, kind of a skinnier, wiry guy, just 26, so young for the UFC. And man, this guy's a stud. He can do everything. So mobile. Uh, he goes against veteran Jim Miller, who's a plus 185 underdog. Miller doesn't scare me too much. Roberts is a minus 240. I'll take him. That won't go as one of my picks with such a big favorite. A line I am intrigued by here is Roberts to win by submission at plus 350. Not necessarily a KO artist, but he's got great reach. I think he could get Miller on the floor and finish him with a submission. Of course, that's kind of a long shot. But if you want to put some action on this fight, that's where I'd go. Roosevelt Roberts and Jim Miller sound more like like transcendentalists than they do sound like uh, fighters out here. We just got a notification. They'll be the new Monday night football crew for this, uh, this <laughs> yeah. year. Roosevelt Roberts and Jim Miller. Like that sounds really good on a press release. Then everyone would be like, sorry, who? I've never heard these guys before, but they sound better than Booger McFarlane. So fine. This guy um, needs a nickname. Like, do they call him Ro-Rob? That could work for a fighter. Roosevelt Roberts just isn't going to do it. Why do you only ask the questions I'm not prepared to answer? <laughs> he probably has some... So many of these guys have such lame nicknames. They're like Roosevelt, the Steel Curtain uh, Roberts. The Predator. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> such garbage. Get that out of here. You can't just take names from movies. Uh, um, the Finisher. <laughs> Bilal Muhammad is remember the name. I really like that. Bilal, remember the name Muhammad. That yeah, that sounds like a a lyric in a song more than it does a nickname. But we'll give it to him. And um, I think we've kind of reached uh, halfway through this main card and halfway through the show. And that is a good time to remind you that if you're gonna get in on the action this weekend, you want to do it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Like I said. I don't know what's going on at DraftKings Sportsbook, but they just have this cannon, and no matter where I go, they just fire free bets at me. And I'm like, what, what's this? And then I just put it on something that's a long shot, and it goes away. Um, but they keep me coming back, and they'll, and they'll definitely keep you coming back. There's all yeah. sorts of great promotions uh, at DraftKings. They always have something good. And this weekend, if you're betting on UFC, they once again have fight night protection, meaning mm. – if you pick a fighter to win on the money line and they lose, not in a decision, but in any other way, right. submission, DQ, knockout, TKO, then you'll get your money back in a free bet. So th this is the type of stuff that really highlights why legal betting is great. And right now you can get a $1,000 sign-up bonus when you use the code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. $1,000, use the code DNVR and get in on the action at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough, and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And yes, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Nice. All right. We've made our way halfway through the card. 
We've got some picks. What was the one you liked on that again? On the Roberts? Yep. Uh, taking Roberts to win by submission at plus 350. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because he's such a big favorite. I I think he, he finishes it, but he's more of a submission than a KO guy. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. It's a decent hedge. Then, um, we get into the ladies' fight for the, the main card. Raquel Pennington, who trains out at Altitude MMA here in Aurora, um, going against Marion Renault. Look, uh, this is going to be a really exciting matchup because these two gals are excellent on their feet. Uh, Pennington's really a brawler. Renault has some amazing speed, um, really kind of a volume puncher who's going to keep coming at you. So I think this is going to be fun. And that clash of styles almost has me intrigued by the plus 140 for Renault. The problem is Renault's kind of a late-in-life MMA adopter. So mm. she's had way fewer fights, but she's 42. Pennington's 31. And Pennington's 42. fought. Yeah, 42. Um, and uh, Pennington has just fought a, a whole other caliber of uh, fighters at this point in his career. Uh, Amanda Nunes, Holly Holmes, you know, people who even the casual uh, person would know. Renault isn't at that level just yet. Um, so I'm just, I, I have a hard time going with the upset here just because Pennington's so safe. You know, Pennington at minus 180 isn't great value. Um, and, and I do see this going out of decision, so I don't see a ton of props. Uh, related but i think this what is sets it up. what is it to go to decision do you see that that line yeah yeah to to go the distance it was it was in the minuses i think almost in the minus so you minus. could get pennington to win by decision at 137 but that's a lot of uh minus 137 but that's a lot uh, of you know variables there that you're kind of counting on yeah i would never i would never uh bet on someone to win by decision because your heart will get ripped out and just shown to you on a platter. I know. And yet sometimes it is like, man, that's such nice value. Like Amanda Nunez in that one, like that had no business going five rounds. They had to ask her, her opponent's corner and her opponent, like multiple times. Do you want to continue? You Have her you checked could. out? Right. Uh, and it's still, you know, and so whoever bet on that, that was in the plus four hundreds, but I feel you. That's a, uh, yeah, that's a tough one to take. That's a tough one to sweat out. Yeah, you um, got to sweat it. You're rooting against your own fighter mm, in the right. mat. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a good situation. Yeah, exactly. That's a tough one. Josh Emmett against Shane Burroughs. That's going to be a really fun fight. Um, another great clash of styles. Emmett, big KO power. Bulldog just going to come after. He's that Justin Gagey, Drew Dober, aggressive puncher. And has a nice wrestling background. So as a plus 115 underdog, I'm quite intrigued by him. Burroughs, flashier, more athletic, uh, you know, nice chin is going to keep this going. Maybe not a KO artist, but a guy who come the second and third round with that athleticism and flash uh, can get a couple really like nasty shots in and can finish you with a TKO, you know, and just overwhelm you over time. Really excited for this fight. Um, and I'm intrigued. You know, Emmett's the guy I tend to gravitate towards because I like the aggressor. I like the the, the greater KO punch. 
I don't like fearing for my life the entire fight and being like, no, please don't, <laughs> please don't land that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, it, it sort of reminds me of the Cody Garbrandt fight uh, last week where Garbrandt's the guy that scares me less, but then, you know, final bell, he just uncocks one. And that's the thing with these flashy athletic guys. They have those special kind of shots in a, available to them as well. But I'm going to go with the better value here in Emmett and and the guy I feel a little safer uh, watching live. Doubling down, Emmett's won two of his last four in round one knockouts, um, and none of his fights go in the distance. This is another one where he's going to force the issue so much. He either gets the KO or TKO, or he's forced into one. Um, so Emmett to win in round one is plus 450. If you believe in Emmett, I would add that to the mix because that's nice value. Under two and a half rounds, minus 145. Intriguing as well. Yeah, that um, is intriguing. And so, yeah, and that's a fight I'm quite excited about with these two uh, ranked contenders. And then Blades Volkov, man. I, I told you to start the week off air uh, when I was talking to Blades last Friday. I think he was in the minus 270s. Uh, by the time we talked about this on Monday, he was already minus 400. Uh, last I checked a few hours ago, he was minus 435. And Volkov is a plus 318. Um, I saw an article on ESPN where they asked like five, six different coaches and fighters. Do you think uh, Volkov has a chance to beat Blades? All five or six picked Blades to win. Um, and this is against a top five ranked contender in the heavyweight division. Volkov, very accomplished uh, kickboxer. Um, you know, he's held his own against some really accomplished, uh, uh, you know, uh, wrestlers as well. But Blade's combination of athleticism, his wrestling background, his grappling, and the fact that Volkov's 6'7 to Blade's six foot four, but they have the same reach. And that's Volkov's entire game is to play you um, at a distance, keep you on the edge. Well, as I was talking to Blades in the show last week, you can find that last Friday show. Him and I talked about it on this podcast, or you can find it on YouTube and see, see us talking about it. Um, but this favors Blades so much because Volkov is so big on kicks well, that's so problematic when you're going against a wrestler because you're way more reluctant to put your leg out there because then he can grab it, take you down, and you're you're just done. And Blades was saying, yeah, that's what happened with Junior Dos Santos in his last fight, one of the best, you know, uh, punchers and strikers in the heavyweight division. Well, Junior was kind of reluctant to, to go at Blades because they're so worried to get caught and then be brought down by the best wrestler in the entire heavyweight division in blades um so volkov is gonna have to be so meticulous in picking his spots and going with those you know just the calf kicks because going with high kicks i think it's gonna be problematic volkov does have an array of strikes and that length the other thing is the small cage plays so much into blades's wheelhouse um because it that blades wants these distances to be smaller I think as soon as he can get into the phone booth with him, exchange some punches, he's going to take him to the ground. No way this goes to the distance. This goes the distance. And yet Blades is such a huge favorite. I looked at all these different props. Unless you go with Blades to win, 
plus winning method, which I think would be TKO, KO, or DQ, plus round, I don't see a great value bet anywhere here on Razor um, because he's just that big a favorite. So I am with you on that. Yeah. Uh, and in, in ones like this, you really got to go searching. I even had one of my buddies mm-hmm. call me today and he's like, Hey, I was, I wanted to bet on the DNVR fighter, but I'm not yeah. finding much value in here. So again, these are not picks that I'm giving out. Of course. Um, but uh, if you're searching for value, I believe I've found some Lay it on me. you go the fighter and the round. Yes. And what I would do if I weren't ice cold, uh, and I was giving out picks, would be to sprinkle a little on blades in round one and blades in round two. Now, mm-hmm. round one is plus 260. Round two is plus 400. And so let's say you put 10 bucks on both of those. Well, you're you're in for 20. If it happens in round one, you're getting back 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you're, you're getting back 36 right. because you get your 10 back and mm-hmm. then 26. And if it happens in round two, you're getting back 50. So you you have some safety there. Obviously, you're going to lose one of those bets no matter what. And there is a chance you lose both. Uh, But that's a place where you can go and find some value. Um, I think it would be weird to bet on just round two. Now you're just kind of crossing your fingers. I will say this. You also can get uh, the fight ends Mm -hmm. in round one or two minus 125. And the reason I'm talking about Mm -hmm. rounds one and two for a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, there is a belief out there that Blades, if Blades wants another shot at Nganu, mm-hmm. he needs to put on an entertaining fight. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. so I think he's going to be extremely aggressive. And then on top of that, I was already thinking that. Well, then last night, our guy Blades yeah. tweets this out. Yeah. FYI, if y'all were hoping to see a 25-minute stand-up war, you probably shouldn't tune into the main event because I fully intend on ragdolling my opponent. Just figured I'd let y'all know ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Now, that could be mind games and whatnot, but uh, I just think that Blades not only needs to do this, he needs to do it a certain way. And that means knockout. That means exciting knockout. That means you know, get the people on their feet proverbially or maybe just at the DNVR bar. So I like rounds one and two. I think Blades comes out and, and tries to go for something that sends a message to Dana and even to Nganu that, hey, I'm, you know, I'm ready for a, uh, I'm ready for another shot at this. I like it. I like that thinking. Um, yeah, it's, it's just hard to find some. It is hard to find. He's just such a big favorite, and people just think he's going to smoke. Yeah. It honestly kind of worries me a little bit, but you're, uh, you're pretty steadfast. But, I mean, he's locked in, too. You know, I'm not uh, – his game plan, it, it's a nice matchup. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very confident in Blades in this one. Here's another one, although I don't know why you would do this instead of what I was just talking about, which is – uh, Curtis Blades to win in round one or two, you mm-hmm. can get plus one fifteen on that. So less of a investment. Oh, that's nice. um, and that's yeah, I saw Blades by KO TKO or DQ minus one ninety. Um, yeah, which still, I, I think is what's going to finish. Yeah, you're giving away a lot. Um, 
you know, you it, go, you know uh, yeah, under I do two like and a half round rounds. Parlays. Yeah, under two and a half. What's that coming in at? One forty-eight. So still yeah. just not a lot there. Yeah, dude. I mean, when our fighters just amazing, there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, and uh, he's protected as well with his DNVR right. mask. So let's get into that. If you are applying the pro- oh <laughs> that protection, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the, the DraftKings protection. Um, yeah, great seeing him at the way in. Look at that with the DNVR mask. Boy, he's just all business. Too. Just get it over the nose there, Blades. It's all right. He's there's no one around. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um. If you're going to use the protection to go and put that money line on an underdog, and that's just for the main card, right? Yep. So Hubbard, don't do it with Hubbard. You're not going to get that protection. I think Josh Emmett's the protection you go after. Because again, that's that fight where I think one way or another, he's either getting KO'd or he's KOing someone. Yeah, so and- protection should be perfect for you. And he's a plus 115 underdog. So. The truth is, um, he, the strategy really would be uh, to just take any main card underdog anytime. And honestly, yeah, um, right. Especially the ones in expected knockouts, you know, yeah. like take away our love for Curtis Blades and the fact that he is a heavy favorite. You know, we're not just being homers here. Um, oh, right. He is the favorite by a lot, but no. you, you could just sprinkle volkov and the worst case thing that well, the worst thing that happens is it goes to a decision we really don't think it's going to a decision right um but other than that you get it back and, and and if you won well then you have an emotional hedge there as you know the dnvr fighter went down but right. you won you know three to one odds that's true this does make me think of all the main cards we've covered so far minus amanda nunez this is the biggest favorite we've had it is yep yep you know, by a mile too I don't think we've had anyone over minus 200 outside of Nunez and Blades. Do you have any sort of insight into how they pick these matchups and why? Like, why would you pick such a heavy favorite in Blades? The heavyweight division's in a bit of a tough spot because the the champion and top contender are kind of two two older guys. The they they before having fought last they'd swap spots so the the top contender now was the champion and the champion was the top contender uh, you know they beat each other so now everyone wants the rematch between Michich and uh, uh, Cormier and they're kind of, and they have no real interest in fighting Blades or fighting Ngannou they just want this matchup and then to kind of go out into the sun. And, you know, it's it's taken a while to get that. It's finally scheduled for August, and Blades seem very relieved by that. So then you've got, the, it's almost like Nganu's like the, the gatekeeper. He's almost the de facto champion, but not really. He should and, you know, be the champion. Right. And so, and he's all, he's just fought Rosenstrike. We had Walt Harris and Overeem fight, fight each other already. Um, the Rosenstrike fight. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. What a mess. That's tough to watch. Um, you know, and uh Blades has already beat Overeem. Uh Nganu's already beat Blades. Uh, it's so it, Blades was kind of a good guy, and instead of pressing, just said, Look, give me a fight. You want to give me a top five contender that's got a big audience because he's Russian and everything? Fine, let's do that. I'll prove that I'm worthy, and then you can give me that Nganu fight. 
or some some other because really right. blades as the third contender should be demanding after a big win in his last fight to fight someone ranked higher than him in the rankings problem is as the third contender this division's completely held up by Nganu waiting for a title shot and the top two guys needing to get their rematch done so it's, it's just yeah i mean cormier like am i wrong in looking like and saying that he does not look like he's prepared to fight like you should have seen him in the title fight dude i i don't know that i've Short of George Foreman, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone in a combat sport have that big a belly. Um, I'm like, he's sitting there calling him, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. They've got the old legend from 25 years ago. Call, oh no, he's the number one. He's the title. What? What's going on? I'm like, and Ganu would kill this guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on paper, that's what I would think as well. But yeah, man. Uh, Heavyweight division's weird too because those guys, their careers can last a little longer because speed's less of a part of the equation. So they're all a little older too. And so, what do you think the line would be if Nganu and Cormier fought? Uh, interesting. I think it'd be pretty close. I mean, Nganu probably is getting more of the action. I don't know that he's much more than uh, minus 140, though, you know? Wow. Yeah, even that. I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, the smart thing would be Cormier wins this fight in August and retires, yeah. right? That's what he should do? Yes. Okay. And then it's just a new fight. It's just like, okay, Blades and Ganu's the new champion. We're going to decide that in March or something. Oh, right, because then they like the guy who's just lost doesn't get right. any claim to it. So they, and then Dana just gets to decide what the title fight is. Right. And then Blades fights for the title. Yeah, and then the division starts anew, and it could kind of be like the bantamweight now once Cejudo uh, left, and for a second it was like, oh, man, he's the biggest star for all those little guys. And actually it's like, oh, now we have Sandhagen and Sterling and all these guys. Garbrandt's coming back and all these guys. It's actually exciting for the division. It opens things back up, and hopefully that can happen with the heavyweights as well. Yep. Well, as you can tell by the length of our show here today, we are excited about UFC this weekend. And if you're excited too, there are still spots at the DNVR bar. So we've got uh, a few spots left and you can come down, hang out with us, watch Blades, watch our guy. We're going to have a lot of fun. Andre, what time are you getting there? I want to be there when you get there. Um, I was thinking it starts between six and eight. I'll uh, I'll try to get there right at six. All right. I'll see you at six. I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, you know. so what time's our first fight here with your guy Hubbard? Oh, that's at 3.15. Yeah, that'll be so it's early. Nice so then we got to wait a uh, little bit later. Yeah. So, yeah, 6 o'clock. Uh, well, yeah, it looks like uh, the the authors, Miller and Roberts, going together at uh, 6.15. So, yeah, we'll be there at 6. Perfect. Come hang, come hang out. If you're a DNVR member and you haven't been to the bar yet, you should, because you'll find out that you get a 22-ounce beer for the price of a 16-ounce beer, which is a hell of a deal, especially when you just hold it in your hand. You feel more important, and you are. Um, So come down, watch the fight with us. It should be a really good time. Uh, Obviously, we'll stay by the state-mandated guidelines of how many people we can fit in there, and that's why you want to go ahead and RSVP now, because if you RSVP, you guarantee your entry. So with that being said, it's going to wrap it up for us for the week on DNVR Bets Daily. I will let you know what my matchups are in the PGA tomorrow so you guys can fade me. 
because I want you guys to all profit off of my pain. There you go. Yeah, you better do that. Uh, let me give out some quick, uh, oh, quick reminders and uh, European soccer bets. Oh, yeah. What's um, been so successful for us. Yeah, well, right. I couldn't resist. Um, I did mention before I realized the caveat of the, the first goal to score prop was just for those three games, which, by the way, Bruno Fernandes, first guy to score for Manchester United on a penalty kick. It's just Tottenham scored first, so that didn't work out. Anyways, Leicester City was my first pick for that. I really think this will be high scoring. Take their money line against Watford, plus 106. Very nice. Uh, All my picks here are basically road favorites who should be favored more. And remember, in European soccer, we saw this trend in the Bundesliga. Teams on the road aren't being impacted as much because there's no fans. Duh. Um, So Leicester, nice bet. Over two and a half is an easy minus 118. Over three and a half is a plus 215. Like that plenty for Leicester City. There's three bets on that game. Arsenal only favored uh, plus 143 at Brighton to win in the money line. Brighton's kind of been a cellar dweller. I think people are too low on Arsenal after a disastrous game against City. Look, we saw that happening. That's classic Arsenal. But yep. they'll, they'll play some entertaining football against a team like Breton and get, get back on the right way. And your Wolves, plus 108 uh, money line against West Ham. Again, I think that's a nice value against a team that's played very well in the Wolves. West Ham's been kind of a cellar dweller. Uh, big game in the Bundesliga for the second and third spot, even though that's been locked up. Dortmund, plus 200 over uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Uh, look, Dortmund didn't play great last week. Uh, first loss of the season. But this is a game that matters. And the second spot qualifies automatically for the Champions League. They're within three points of each other. So this is very important. Plus 200, Dortmund seems like great value, even though they're on the road. Um, and finally, KBO. Give me Lions-Tigers under nine. Great pitch-up matchup here. And give me Lotte Giants against the KT Wiz. Over ten and a half, terrible pitching matchup here. So, there you go. Do you know? Do you know how many picks you're down for this weekend? Um, I would have to add up what UFC ones don't count as official picks, but between the main card and UFC plus some props, I gave out like ten, and I just gave out another eight. So we're down for eighteen. All right, I'll, be, well, I'll be sprinkling Tony Finau to win the PGA RBC Heritage in a bunch of different uh, parlays this weekend, too. This oh, is going to be a don't. blast. You might be buying me dinner on Saturday uh, right. because things might be a little rough in the Simone household. Chris Hill added up 138 picks for you. Sounds about right. In five <laughs> weeks. That's a modest. Oh, I think he was just talking about just this weekend. Oh, oh well, of course. Uh, anyways, great stuff. Um, and, uh, and Bronco Tiz here with one last, uh, one last question here. Who are you taking in the RK versus Spano drinking match tomorrow night at the DNVR bar? Oh, wow. Well, I can tell you with the utmost certainty that I am a greater favorite in this matchup than Blades Mm -hmm. is over Volkov. Oh, wow. Uh, it, the question would just be the, the real upset could be yeah. here if I get stuck driving home. Yes, that is the that's the real who has the insights on that is the is the wise guy in all this really moving the line, pounding it hard. Yeah, maybe you could bring in uh, our analyst here, Allie, to let us know uh, what, right. what she thinks she has the best beat on uh, where that's going to be. 
she's not coming. Oh, she's oh, not. there she is. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, denied. She is she coming? She, she's thinking about it. Oh, Can there she is. I'm sorry, I'm putting a headphone, like headset on. Do we have um, some insights? Who's driving home? Is is Spano driving home, and is RK driving home? You you have better insights on RK. I would say Brandon and Lindsay. They're probably going to take an Uber. Oh, um, wow. Important. And then I would say there's more of a chance that Ryan's driving home. Whoa, whoa. The, the lines are shifting right before our eyes. Wow. Well, I hope you pounded that hard before giving these insights to the public. Yeah, Allie. seriously. It just went from minus 475 to uh, plus, plus 120. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. Um, but, you guys uh, are still here saying, okay, I'll pay for your Uber. Does he know that I'm staying in Boulder tomorrow night? <laughs> <laughs> At this suddenly, Allie over under two and a half tequila shots became oh. over on that became <laughs> oh, yeah. fire, fire lines. <laughs> Get ready for that. Oh, man. This sounds like my weekend. I was I was hanging out with my buddies last weekend, and literally people were betting on just everything. They're just like – Love it. One of my buddies would, like, pull out a, a couple of dice and be like, otter even, 20 bucks, and just roll it out. Oh, my God. Love it. That's, that's what it's going to be like tomorrow night at the DNVR bar. Sounds incredible. We're betting on everything. All right. Yeah. Now we're officially going to wrap it up here on DNVR Bets Daily. Everyone, uh, good luck this weekend, yes. and uh, fade me as much as you possibly can. Catch you.